Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Beloved, we are all welcome to episode 8 of BP season 3. In this episode, we move away from our trajectory since we started the season to now look at the situational leadership. The golden trend for our next three to four episodes will be situational leadership. All the previous episodes of authentic leadership that we talked about from episode one to seven are vertical leadership styles. But the situational leadership dimension is a balanced leadership style that is neither vertical or horizontal because it can be deployed in any given situation. Beloved, without beating about the bush, we believe that a Christian leader is a servant with the credibility and capability to replace people in a particular situation. In essence, leadership is contextual because a leader can be very successful in one context or situation and may fail miserably in another place. This is why a ministry mentor or a leadership star that is highly successful in church A may not necessarily work in church B. Beloved, the context of a church or parish is critical because it affects the level of influence that a leader can exercise to be effective. Our Lord Jesus Christ serves as an example in this, in this line of thought. When we look at Mark chapter 6, verse 1 to 6, Mark chapter 6, verse 1 to 6, we will note that Jesus Christ was rejected at Nazareth, where he was born. That led to the popular quote from Mark chapter, chapter 6, verse 4, that says, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. You might think this is only Jesus Christ, but that is very far from the truth because it's quite common to every one of us. Let's look at another example, Paul. Apostle Paul also faced the same dilemma as illustrated in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. The moral of the story is that if this reality is true for both Paul and Jesus Christ, it is true for you and I today as Christian leaders. So our central question for this episode is, who are you as a leader? Who are you as a leader? And in fact, the question we try to unpack in the next four episodes is, what do you need to know to be, most, to be very effective in varying military contexts or situations? What do you need to know? And before you begin, we begin to answer, that broad question, we, we have to acknowledge that we need to know, to know ourselves first. That is why the central question for this episode of BP is, who are you as a leader? Then in episode 9, we try to look at knowing our leadership contest. Do we really know where we are posted to work or where we are working currently? In episode 10, we place ourselves in our contest. Have you been able to place yourself in your contest if you have an idea of where you are? Then once you place yourself in your contest, are you able to make the required adjustment or you are rigid? That will unpack in episode 11. So let's go back to this episode, episode 8 now. 
In this episode, we look at knowing self as a leader. It is vital to know oneself as a leader because you will influence that you, as a leader, you will influence your job and context. A leader should understand self to know what he or she brings to any situation or context or any church, any parish, any fellowship, any work environment. Everyone should be able to know self through answers to some reflective questions. For example, if you want to know yourself, it's good for you to ask yourself, what do I bring to a leadership situation? If you are posted to a new parish, what am I bringing to this new parish? Number two, what do I, what, what, how do I make a difference for Jesus in this particular situation? How do I make a difference? For Jesus, either in the church or where I'm working in the secular world. Number three, what is my leadership identity? These are reflective questions. And number four, do I seek to lead like Jesus or do I seek to lead like myself? The answers to these questions are personal. And when provided truthfully, they will help us. They will help us. Every leader to know self, and also they will point us to the motive for our leading. For example, a leader brings personal values, beliefs, motives, and ways of doing things to every situation. So we want to unpack five points now that will help us to know ourselves, especially in the ministry context, in the church context. Point number one refers to the leader's doctrinal beliefs. Beloved, for us to know ourselves wherever we are posted and wherever we are working currently, there must be doctrinal agreement between that leader and the church. If that agreement doesn't exist, then effectiveness will be elusive. Doctrinal agreement speaks to agreeing to the teachings of the church where you are serving currently. It is impossible to lead people with whom a leader do not see eye to eye when it comes to fundamental Bible teachings, fundamental biblical doctrines. In short, what you believe must align with what the church believes if you want to thrive in that environment. It is similar to a secular work. Your values must align with, that, with the values of that organization for you to thrive. If not, problems and conflict and dissatisfaction will be unending in that relationship. Both the leader and the church must be on the same page regarding essential biblical tenets. Let's cite a few examples here so that we don't speak in abstract too much. We, you and I, in the Pentecostal are seen as evangelical that emphasize the authority of the Bible, personal conversion of the believer, and the salvation by grace, not by right, through our Lord Jesus Christ. We hold these beliefs as essential. Beloved, we in Evangelica also contend and believe that the Bible is an inspiration and undivided word of God. It is bright by the Holy Spirit. We also believe that God exists as a trinity. We don't, we don't compromise on it. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. 
we also believe that Jesus came and died for our sins. And he resurrected and he will return his second coming. Now, if you find yourself in a ministry where these beliefs vary and your own personal beliefs are as I have just read out, then there's a misalignment. So these beliefs must be shared between a leader and the church if that leader is evangelical. Point number two has to do with our core values, our core ministry values. The core ministry values of a leader explains why we do what we do in ministry, why we serve as a deacon, why we serve as a pastor, why we serve in we serve in a choir, why we serve in the usher department, why we serve in any other department, even in administration in the church. These values can be actual, meaning you are using them currently in reality, or they can be aspirational, something that we aspire to be. The values are closely linked to the beliefs that we hold as leaders in the church the belief that we have mentioned a few minutes ago. Some desired core values for Christian leaders include the following. As a Christian leader, we all like justice and fairness. In other words, we like being treated without bias and prejudice. And so, we must treat others. Also, as Christian leaders, we like the family relationship. Relating to one another. Because we all belong to one body of Christ, the family of God, where care and love is paramount for one another. Those are values. Caring for one another. Loving one another. Also, familiarity with the Bible as the truth and not about the truth is important. It's, it's something that a value that we cannot compromise with. Point number three. Beloved, it's our style. We have mentioned this in several BP episodes. The style of leadership will tell you who you are as a leader. How leaders affect people is through their style. How they influence people is through their style. A style may be directional, not necessarily authoritarian. I have to clear, clarify it. It is not all directional leadership that is authoritarian. And other style can be inspirational. You, when you are around, you inspire people to reach for the sky. Another style can be diplomatic. Another style can be analytic, analytical. In reality, one of these four will dominate the style of a leader. In effect, leaders will influence others through one or a combination of these styles. One we dominate in our life. It is important to know the dominating style of a leader. You must know it. Are you directional mostly? Are you able to adjust when a situation arises? There is no one side fits all in leadership style. In fact, as we have said severally in BP, the moment a leader stops learning, he stops leading. And if you are learning, it means you'll be able to adjust your style based on the situation. So the addict contest is where a leader is able to exercise the most influence on others. For example, the strength of a leader is what 
that leader do well? Why the reverse is the case for their weakness? A wise leader, therefore, will focus on their strength. I will focus on my strength and choose followers who will help me to make up for what I'm losing in my weakness. Point number four has to do with capabilities. We will not waste too much energy on capabilities because we addressed it in a couple of episodes, in two episodes, in fact, of BP in this season. We address natural and developed capabilities in in, in few weeks in few weeks ago. Suffice to say that leaders bring their God-given and developed capabilities to all situations. So character, knowledge, skill, emotions, passion, we bring them to all situations as leaders. And they show up in unlikely contests at times. So the job of a leader is to align these tools to ensure effectiveness at every given situation, not to make excuse for poor character or poor choices. Point number five, the fifth point and the final point before we begin to, to close the episode of BP. Has to do with the leader's theology. Do you know your own theology as a leader? This is very critical, especially if you are leading the flock of Jesus Christ. Every leader has the theology of ministry, whether it is implied or it is stated. Theology, beloved, is the study of the nature of God and religious belief. Every leader holds perception about the nature of God and associated belief. Every one of us, whether we like it or not, we do. So it can either be implied or stated. So the leader's theology of ministry is what the leader believes that the Bible teaches about God, about ministry. For example, every one of us in the Pentecostal movement believe in the Great Commission, according to Matthew 28, 19-20. We believe it. We believe it is sacrosanct. We believe it's something that we must do. We believe that this is the fundamental mission of the church and it's not just meant for pastors alone or apostles. It is meant for everybody that owes the fivefold ministry and every born-again Christian. So, beloved, let us begin to close this episode of BP. Leadership is situational and not all situations are the same. So a leader might succeed in one particular church or mission assignment and fail in the next one if he keeps using the same style. People influence their jobs, their assignment more than their jobs influence them. This is very, very important. We must remember it all the time. People influence their jobs, assignment, more than their jobs influence them. BP number three. Those are BP number one. Leadership is situational. That's BP number one. BP number two is the fact that people influence their jobs more than their jobs influence them. BP number three is the fact that doctrinal beliefs, core ministry values, style leadership, capabilities, and personal theology helps a leader to know self. You want to know yourself, what are your doctrinal beliefs? What are your core values? How do you lead? What is your leadership style? What are the capabilities you have? God give you natural capabilities as well as developed capabilities and your personal theology in relation to God. So, BP number four. Knowing yourself as a leader is a step forward in being a situation leader.
situational leader. Let us pray, beloved. Lord, of all contests and situations, we thank you. For yet another informative episode of the Father, we pray now that you grant us the grace to know ourselves as leaders so that we can meet your flaw during situations. By your mercy, Lord, Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Blue Forty, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phronesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.